Rebecca or Rebecca? Rebecca. Rebecca. Sure. Well, Becca for, you know, we're friends. Yeah, like, like casually. Casual. So, yeah. Well, welcome, Rebecca Zoller. Thank you. On Notorious Women Podcast. Love being here. I love just, seeing you. I always love seeing you. Yeah. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. So, oh. And I know she's on the prowl. Oh, I am on the prowl. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so so hit me up. What kind of guy do you like? Oh, God. One that's not trash, but I don't know what that even means, you know? Right. So I don't even know anymore. You know, who has a job? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. I love it when you say that people are like, you need to lower your standards. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I want a nice guy who has a job. Yeah. It's crazy. I got to lower, lower it down. We poor women. Why do women always have to settle for less? But men can be basic as basic goes and expect to get like. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy in LA because you'll see like schlub guys that like look like they haven't showered and eat like shit. And then they're with like models. Like it's crazy. Well, do these guys have money? Probably. But that's what I'm saying. But if you saw it the other way around, you'd be like, oh my God. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a double standard there for sure. People always giving uh, Hugh Jackman a hard time about his wife. Well, I do think he's a homosexual. Oh. (laughs) So. And the wife is like. The wife. I mean. But really, he is. But, But do we think that because we expect him to be with like a 24 year old Victoria's Secret model. I don't is, expect that, but you know, like, you or know. former Victoria's Secret model. Listen, I'm a bad feminist, right? <laughs> so I don't know. No. Yeah. No, but that, if you haven't seen his wife, like, you should definitely go online. Do See, a I Google think search. his wife is lovely because I think she's age appropriate. She's is a little she bit older. Yeah, she's, she's a little older. bit older than him. But when you look at them when they first got married, no, they match up pretty well. It's okay. because. See, we are hard on women because women are the ones who have children. You right. can't expect a woman but to look the same. But did she have children, though? Or I, I think so. Or did they adopt? I think they have. Listen, I have to stop hating on this woman right now. <laughs> well, I think I'm she sure has... she's lovely. Yes. I think they have one adopted child. But I think, no, I think she's actually given birth. Okay. And like, and children suck the life force out of you. That's so. the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't. I mean, I don't have them. That's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I will have them at some point. But you know, we're oh, you want kids? Right sure, sure. Do yeah. you? No. Okay, good for you. No. Yeah. Um, say it like you mean it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I will say this: if I find the right guy, and he really wants to have a kid, I'll have a kid. You would but be a nice mom. You're so sweet and fun. I do. I and I I love children. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I, I'm like these little snotty nosed brats. No, I love 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 children. In fact, I take motherhood very very seriously. Me too. Which is why I have not had one because I have not been with someone who. I mean, I love kids too. And when I go to visit my friends, because all of our you know we're at a particular age, right? So all of our right. friends have children. It's always nice to leave. You right. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> So, and then I go home and have some wine yeah, and, and feel yes, better. And feel better. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, I'm very proud of like, no, because when I was like 12, I remember telling my mother, I am never having children. I love that. And she said to me like a couple years ago, she was like, I guess you meant that, huh? You were like, you think I was playing? First of all, when you said that so so young, like believe people when they tell you who they are, right? Exactly. My Angelou. Yeah. Exactly. All right. We should get started. Oh. Since you are our guest on Notorious Women Podcast, who is your notorious woman that you brought for us? Well, you know, I was going through a bunch of different ladies. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. But then I stumbled upon one of my fave murderers, Miss Jodi Arias. (gasps) 
Oh my God, no, we I have not done, done that. No. Okay. I went back because I saw that you did Casey Anthony yes, recently. Yes, yes. And Casey is one of my favorite as yes, well. Yes, yes. But like, Jody is something else. You oh, know? you got to tell me about Oh, this yeah. Woman. So so I don't know if you're like really into Dateline ever or like yeah, I've watched 48 it. Hours. Yeah. Like, Jody has made the rounds on those yes, shows. Yes. And like, if you also recall, the early aughts were like a really, really great time for murder. Yes. And like, we had. Uh, Nancy Grace, uh-huh. we had HLN, yes. Yes. which I miss personally. I totally miss. And they were yes. all yes. about just 24-7 <laughs> jury trial investigations. <laughs> and it was it was an amazing, amazing time to be alive. I'll yes. tell you that. Yes. And they were like both Casey and Jody were these like beautiful young women right. who were doing horrible things. Horrible, horrible things. And that's yeah. why I think that we were really attracted to them because Right. It's not what you would expect. And it's right? hard to believe, right? Because we think murderers are like weird dudes with like, you know. Like Scott Peterson is a hot dude, you yes. know? Like, so it tricks you a little bit, tricksters. Yes. Yeah. So, and that was the same time. Yep. Like, we, we haven't had a good, you know, murder thing. And like, this was going on 24-7 news. Yep. Like, we would watch the trial. The trial was televised. Yep. And um, the whole world was really in. I'll yeah. tell you that. Okay. So <laughs> I was hooked personally. Were you hooked? Oh on yeah. That? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah, followed yeah. the Jodi oh, yeah. Arias story. So you'll be able to like I, chime in with. Stuff. I'm more of a comedy person, so I was hooked more on Nancy Grace's reaction. God, I live for <laughs> Nancy Grace. I miss Nancy. I really I do. do I don't know why her show is canceled. I don't know. Maybe she just went off and because I would assume she made a lot of money. Oh, for like, sure. Because her show was very, very popular. Very like, popular. But I just, I just love her commentary on everything yeah nancy's yeah. amazing yeah i miss nancy uh, nancy should be on the notary like you yes should she should do, be yeah you should do her because right. she's really great okay backstory okay so jody was born on july 9th 1980 now that hit me personally because yeah. she's a cancer and yeah. i'm a cancer and like i wouldn't usually think that killers are cancers <laughs> because like we're really nice you know and we're sweet and we love things and homebodies right homebodies that's yeah. right and like they say most killers are sagittarius's Shout out to all my Sagittarius friends. I can but see that. I've dated a, uh, quite a few Sagittarius. Uh, I can see that. You yep. could see that. I can see that. So, but I thought that yeah. was an interesting thing. Anyway, so I was kind of shocked that she was a cancer. Um, she grew up in Northern California. She lived like a very normal life. Her parents were middle class. She said they loved her. Then this chick, when she got older, moved down to Palm Desert. Uh-huh. People who don't live in California don't know like what Palm Desert is like. I don't know what Palm Desert oh, is Oh, really? Because like, I'm not from California. Well, I mean, I'm not so. from California either, but like- I've I haven't like, been there yet. Oh, oh, you haven't? No. You haven't done like Joshua Tree Palm Springs? No, I have not. Okay. Because it's in the middle of the desert. Right. So it's in the middle of nowhere. So people yeah. that like go there and move there kind of want to be off the grid, I would say. Like that's a place where I would go personally if I was like murdering and shit. Like I would- Go out there. And see, you just hit upon something, uh, Rebecca, that uh, the reason why black people don't like to go hiking or uh, gallivanting in the desert is because of exactly That's that That's the truth. That's it's the truth. terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> you know, and it really is. And it's like there's no cell service mm-hmm. a lot of the places. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's just like another thing to think about that like, okay. she was living in Palm Desert. It's kind of strange. Okay. Anyway, so she was like hot. 
Okay. Blonde bomb. She wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Casey Anthony is like, eh, she's kind of average. I think average. Casey Anthony's hot too. But Jody was. Jody was a hot, hot ticket. Yeah. So one day she saw a man, Travis Alexander, mm-hmm. and he was making a speech. So he was like a motivational speaker. Okay. And she was seeing him speak and she like was like, who the hell is this guy? Right. That is mine. That is to mine. get some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So they met and they like were instantly attracted did to Did they each other. meet or did she engineer for them to meet? You know, I'm not sure about that, but like she did see him. It wasn't like she was stalking him beforehand. Oh, the stalking comes later. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm but, getting ahead of myself. But he was an attractive guy. Right. And like she, they both kind of like hit it off right away. Okay. So her, his friends were like, this is the girl. Like they oh, really. Oh, really? But she lived in California. He lived in Arizona. Okay. And that's about a thousand miles. It's a good, you know, Because in California, trip. if you live on the other side of 405. I'm not going that's to see you. That's a long distance. Right? Yeah. No, that's actually true. Like, it's I true. dated someone from Santa Monica for a while, and I live oh, in West Hollywood. It was yeah. actually a problem, yeah. to be real with you. No, that, seriously. That 20 minutes. Yeah. Is, you know, it really... It really is. Like, you might as well be in India. That's like, without traffic. Right. So they were doing a lot of this, like, going back and forth. Oh, so it was like, serious. That, so it was serious in the beginning. But Travis was a Mormon. And oh. Jody, he was like, I can't be with you, you know, because like you're not a Mormon. Right. So Jody went down and like became a fucking Mormon. Like really? she did, did you not know that? That is she hardcore. Did the thing. And like being a Mormon is it is hardcore. Yeah. Right? And she went down to the church. She did she wore the whole like under you know, what do they yeah. call them? I don't know. The like the... magic underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's literally what it's called, honestly. So she did the whole thing. She was baptized into the Mormon church because of Travis. So she's like, This man is mine. That well, because Travis bad. was like, I'm a virgin. I'm not having sex. The only way I'll have sex with you is if you're a Mormon girl, then we get married and then we'll have sex, right? Okay. Which is like crazy anyway, but that's crazy. But if you are a psychopath and you want to own someone, a guy who's a virgin who tells you, I love you, I'm a virgin, but we have to get married in order for us to have sex. That's like psychopath bait. That's like, sure. Oh, well, cause he will be mine. Also like, <laughs> listen, Jody is a terrible killer, but like <laughs> I do see her side a little bit. Like, and we'll get into it right, later okay. because like, Travis was kind of a dick. Like, he was oh. seeing other girls. And oh. she knew that. Like, she was converting. All this stuff was going on. And, like, you know. So, wait a minute. So, they were dating but not exclusively? They and she were, still but decided. she was in California, though, remember? And he was in Arizona. But she knew he was dating other women. She and did. she still said, I will convert for you? She did. Oh, no, girl. Okay. So, then the sex started. And I'm not sure if it was vaginal. I think it was more anal because, you know, that when yeah, you're still they a virgin. That, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is really, really stupid. That doesn't make him still a virgin. Well, I right. Well, <laughs> listen. Like, I know. The, it, the reasoning is The not, reasoning is yeah. crazy. So, once the Mormon thing didn't really work out, then she went for the sex thing. That didn't really work out. Okay. And he broke up with her <gasps> because she was getting a little, you know, stage five clinger situation. Now, Jody didn't handle that very well. Instead of like going on with her life in California, bitch moved to Arizona to be with Travis. Now, that's when he should have said, Ruh, roll. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he was leading her on a bunch. I think mm. that, like, you know, 
And guys do that. I, totally. It's we're not making excuses. I'm for not making murder, an excuse, but, but I'm making an excuse. But we're making it. We know how we know how we know how Jody felt. I know how Jody felt. Yeah. Like I, we've all gone a little ticky ticky boom boom yep. sometimes. And Especially like Especially if the guy's leading you on. Guys right. don't lead women on. And she would, you know, stalk him, be yeah. outside of the house, watch him with other women. Supposedly she like would um what is it called? She broke into his house in the middle uh, of the night. Like she was being crazy. Because I think sometimes when that happens, women, I mean, you and I know, because we're not too tiki tiki boom, boom. Like we're like this motherfucker. So we like slash his tires, bash out his windows. I mean, not really, but you know, you, you, you have it in your head and then you move on with your life because you're like, he's a dick. And he's not worth well, the Jody effort. Well, Jody could not move on. But she was like, no, nah, motherfucker. She's like, I'm going in. And like Travis kind of felt that. And he said when he first broke up with her, he supposedly told his friends, don't be surprised if one of these Sundays I don't show up and you find me dead someplace. So like he knew that mm. things were a little cuckoo. And he had a gun in his house. Listen, I don't know. Maybe... I mean, I personally don't own guns. Maybe he was just like one of those people that had a gun. I don't know if he got it because he was nervous about Jody. Is he from Salt Lake City? Um, Maybe he's from the, yeah. No, he's from Arizona. They probably have guns there. I mean, people have guns. It's scary. Um, Okay. So he kind of like knew that things weren't really going good. And Jody knew it as well. So she moved back to California. Okay. So let me just uh, get it clear in my mind. So they met. She was like, mm, I want some of that morsel. He was like, okay. So they dated, even though he was in Arizona, she was in California. Um, they dated for a while. She was obviously more serious about him than he was her because during this time he was dating other women. And she was converting to Mormonism. And she was converting to Mormonism. She was, changed, like, she was moving. Right, because he probably said, I can't marry you unless you're a Mormon, because that is a thing. And so then she converted and then he broke up with her. And then she moved to Arizona and started stalking him he got a gun. Maybe he had a gun before then. I don't know. But at some point he was like, don't be, ha ha ha, don't be surprised. If I if, end up dead. If I end up dead. Then she's like, they go back and forth. And then she's like, ah. So then she moves back to California. That's the truth. Okay. Okay. So now here we are. And it's June 2008. Okay. So. Now how long did that go on between the time they met? You know, probably a couple sure, years. A couple okay. years. Yeah, a couple Probably years. like two or three years. Yeah. Which is say, a long listen, time it's when you're the truth. like 23. That's that, a long time. I think she was more like 28. Yeah, that's a long time though. Yeah, that's a long time. She really thought that this was the one. The one. Okay. Okay. So she starts seeing other guys too. Okay. You know, she's supposedly going to Utah to visit some dude. So she calls Travis and is like, I'm going to go fuck some guy. But like, you know, I'm driving there. So maybe I could swing by your place, you know, and we could have a little fun. And during the time when she moved back, they were sexting a lot. She was recording his conversations with her where they were having explicit phone sex. I don't know about you, but like, I don't record people on the phone. That's a little weird. Okay, I'm going to just stop this. This is like, I'm not blaming the victim, but Travis, Travis. Oh, Travis was a fucker. He's a fuck boy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Pretending to be a nice Mormon boy who was a virgin. Right. Okay. When really he was fucking her in the ass, they're taking dirty pictures, sending sex, being all like, you know. He's a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy. Okay. Right. So she's like, I'm going to go visit this dude, but I'm going to swing by your place. Right. So she goes over to Travis's house. Something happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Then she leaves. We'll get into what happened in a second. Okay. She goes to Utah to be with this other dude. Okay. Five days later, his friends find him dead in the shower. 
So, bitch was like, she knew that that had happened, right? Uh-huh. Obviously. And she calls the police. And she's like, I'm a friend of Travis Alexander. And, like, if you need any, if you have any questions, like, I'm here to answer your questions. If she had just kept her mouth shut. And that's the truth. So, his friends were like, yo, this chick Jody to the police officer. Like, this chick, you got to talk to this chick, right? When they're going through the house, it is a bloody mess. Travis was stabbed 27 times. I mean, this was like a really serious murder. One went through his heart. None of these things killed him, though. He was shot in the face. That didn't kill him. Whoa. What what ended up killing him was she slit his throat from like ear to ear. She stabbed him. 27 times shot him and slit his throat. So this was like a really, this is a murder of passion. This was really serious. So the cops come and they're like, uh, tell us what what what's going on. Wait, hold on. Actually, so, so this is some Rasputin killing for your ass. This is really <laughs> like... serious. Now Jody was a photographer, and they always used to take photos together, right? Okay. So she was taking photos that night uh-huh. that uh, she was with Travis. Oh. She was taking sexy pictures of him in the shower. Then she took the the phone drops or something. There's a malfunction on the phone while. The murder is happening, and she doesn't realize there are photos being taken every five no, seconds. No, no, yes. no. So if you like look online, there's all these weird pictures because it's actually taking pictures during this the murder. This is from like, like it's crazy. A TV, but movie. this bitch knew that that was going on, so she freaked out. She deletes everything on the camera. She puts it in the wash. Now nothing is ever deleted, no. as you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the cops find this camera, and they know that Jody was a part of Why it. Why did she take the camera? She, I don't know. She thought she, she got rid out. of all of yeah. them. I mean, there was a lot of evidence. There was a lot of, like, hair everywhere. Like, it was obvious. It was but you can explain that away, but not a camera full of death pictures. So the, <laughs> the cops come uh-huh. to arrest her, basically. And her first comment was, can you give me a second? I want to grab my purse and put on some makeup. Okay. 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 So, and in the picture, like, her mugshot, like, she's smiling, um... And I'll like, put it up on the. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. she's looking real cute. You know, she's really giving it. So they're like, "You did it." She's like, "No, no, 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 no. I would never do anything like that." They're like, "We got pictures." She's like, "That's not me." They're like, "It's." <laughs> they're like, "Jody, it's you." Like they're she naked. She pulled the R and B black guys thing. She, wasn't me. me. <laughs> so, so, but then they were like, "We ha- they're time stamped." You know, like you really can't fuck around. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. That Especially stuff. like with like a camera, camera pictures. Like so a this film bitch is like, pictures. "Okay, I was there. I got hit on the head, and when I woke up, ninjas were in the house." <laughs> no, she did not say ninjas. This bitch said ninjas were in the house. <laughs> so they were like, "You're lying." Finally, she ends up telling them that she did it because he was abusive. Right. All these things. But this bitch killed this man, shot uh, shot him, stabbed him 27 times, slit his throat, got in the car to go fuck some other dude in Utah, turns off her cell phone after she leaves. So she knew what she was doing, colored her hair in between. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So she was the killer. Anyway, she gets, they go to trial, uh-huh. right? She says that he was abusive, that he, like, was sort of a pedophile. He wanted to do all this weird stuff with her. She was on the stand for 18 days, which is, like, a really, She was on the stand for 18 days? Really, really long time. Oh, Um, my word. And during it, she, it was very salacious. Like, we Uh were hearing, remember, like, we were hearing. Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace went in. We were hearing all of their texts back and forth. We were listening to voice recordings. 
Sorry, I'm a little sick. Ooh. You okay? <laughs> Coffee break. <laughs> One of my fave things that she did, because you know how we were saying she was a blonde bombshell. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. When the trial started, girl dyed her hair brown, uh-huh. was wearing glasses, was dressed like a librarian. Mm-hmm. Like she tried to really change it up, you yeah. know? But, you know, she was convicted of murder. Yeah. She is like living right now in prison. She has her own website, jodiarius.com. She's an artist. You can buy her work right now if you would like. From jail? From jail. Wow. Yeah. Check it out, J O D I A R I S. Isn't technology amazing? Because she sells the, she, somebody's obviously, obviously at, selling it for, uh, yeah, her. for her. And then they put the money on her books. Right. That's right. <laughs> but like, wouldn't, a genius. wouldn't it be kind of cool to have like an original Jodi Arias? And she's actually very good. Wow. Like, what if it was is like... Is she remorseful at all? No. Yeah. You know what? I This is a cautionary tale for dudes. No. <laughs> I, I mean, because I cannot help feeling like this would have all been avoided if he had stopped leading her on. He again, was leading her on. And to say, it's over, Jody, and stop fucking her. It's over. Well, what set her off... Sorry if I'm a little all over the no, place. No, no, no. No, what, not at all. What set her off was she found out he was going on a trip to Mexico with another girl. So when she so found he, that out, Yeah, he was wasn't like, just sleeping with other girls. He was, like, vacationing. And this was, like, a good Mormon girl oh. who, like, supposedly could have been the one, you know? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. she snapped. She snapped. I mean, again, it's not to blame the victim, because, I mean, the slitting the throat is what puts it over the top. I the mean, stabbing 20... I can understand stabbing a man 27 times. times and through the heart. I definitely understand that. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's just rage. Right. And shooting him, because that's kind of... But the slitting of the throat, yeah. for me, that's like a, that's a very personal, like, because you know when you stab, you like stab, 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 right? Yeah, but like slitting somebody's throat. She stabbed, stabbed, stabbed. Then she went to his closet, grabbed the gun, shot him in the head, and then slit his throat. Like, this is like that brutal is like, as fuck. I, I'll take that back. The shooting and the slitting of the throat is what takes it over the top. Because the stabbing, because you could be like, ah, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't right. believe I just did this. But then to go and get the gun and be like, motherfucker, I want to make sure you die. And then I'm going to slit your throat. That, that adds insult to injury. But the sociopath ways, like, calling the police to be like, yes. hey, guys, like, I'm buddy. Like, I don't know. That, like, yeah, she, like, was yeah. getting off on it, obviously. Well, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, he, guys, I'm not saying he got what he... Yo, he was a dick. He was a real dick. He was using it. Like, there was something obviously happened, like, where he was really fucking with her, obviously. Yeah, because, you know, sexting with some girl that you've broken up with. First of all, don't go back to your exes unless it's real cool. Unless it's like, you know, like... I wonder, like, people tell me, is there any... Is there ever a time where it's good to go back to exes? I don't think so, unless it's been 20 years later since you broke up, maybe. Like, and you're rekindling something 20 years later, but, like... Let me tell you why that's not a good okay. idea. Because that, that happened good? to me. Oh, okay. So, I dated a guy in high school, uh-huh. right? Then we got back together when I was 30, and we dated for two more years after. This is why it was bad. Because that motherfucker... First of all, I don't remember shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember... You forget what a dick he was? Right. And, mm-hmm. like, he would bring shit up that I did in high school to him. Oh. And he'd be like, well, you did this and this. And I'm like, dude, I was 16. Like, I don't know what you want from me. So that's what I'm just saying. He, yeah. he used that... Uh, he was also a Sagittarius, like a killer, basically. <laughs> no, I mean, like, let's say if you were, like in your 50s or your 60s and you once dated when you were like 22 
Like, I remember Barbara Streisand was saying she's married to that gorgeous... Uh, uh, Brolin. Brolin. Josh's? James Brolin. James Brolin, because Josh's uh, father. Gorgeous man. But they apparently were set up on a date in their early or mid-20s. And she's like, it wouldn't have worked then because we were different people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so that they were much Imagine older. Imagine being married to Barbara. I know, right? Like, but he, she even said that. She was like, yeah, like, we were both kind of crazy and it wouldn't have worked. I think they dated for, like, a month or so. Like, they went out on a couple of dates, but they were like, yeah, this is not going to work. So that's what I mean. But, like, if you're 26, 27, and you're dating a guy, and you think it's serious, and he's jerking you around, first of all, move on. But, guys, stop jerking women around because totally. they will stab you, shoot you in the head, and then slit your throat. And, like, women do the, think of the same thing because we're killed all the fucking time. Oh, like, women have a lot that's of That's how we're... No, but I'm saying the opposite. Oh, like, men yeah. kill women like crazy. Yes. Like So, like, just don't fuck with people. Don't fuck... And I always tell a guy, like, I've gone out on these dating sites or whatever, and I've gone out with guys who are clearly more into me than I was into them. And I can usually tell within, like, five the seconds. first... No, not even five seconds. Because I, I feel like you have to talk to people a little bit. Like, usually after the first coffee date, you can kind of tell, you know, if you want to move on. And if you're like, Mm-mm, this is not going to be, and he's like, yeah, let's, let's go dancing. Let's go da da da. Like, you know, and I, I wouldn't toy with people's feelings. I just like think that. she tried everything. She converted yeah. to Mormonism. Yeah. You That's know, what makes him a fuck boy. Which is like crazy. To jerk her around like that. And like, obviously he was saying things to her like, yes. I can only marry you if you do this. And yes. we can be together if you yes. do this. There was always these other stipulations that she had to do. Yes. yes. And she did all those things and it still wasn't good enough. Right. Because right? he's a fuck boy and he was lying to her. I mean, I, I wonder if we're going to get extreme hate from people for like <laughs> blaming. I'm not blaming Travis, but I'm blaming Travis. They kill women all the motherfucking time. That's they right. can suck it. Okay. <laughs> like. I, I'm not saying, listen, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm all about, sometimes women got a lot of rage. Sometimes you need to stab motherfuckers 27 times. I'm just saying. Through the heart, man. But through, see that. But I also know as a woman being fucked with. Yes. By a guy. Makes you crazy. It makes you crazy. That's why men are like, she crazy. And I'm always like, what'd you do to her? Well, thank what did you, you do to her? Saying, okay. What did you do to that woman to make right. her crazy? That is so right. <laughs> and you know, if you're dating dudes... If they say, like, this ex was crazy, that ex yeah. was crazy, no, you should not date them. Right. And they're the ones, like, yep. dudes tell you who they are, yep. basically, in the very beginning. Back yep. to, like, you know, Maya Angelou believe people when they tell you who they yep. are. Because yep. you're like, no, 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 no. You know. Because anyway. if we say a guy's crazy, they'd be like, why are you being so hard on that right. man? No, no, no. That motherfucker's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Martin Lawrence's You So Crazy? You know, I don't think I have. Oh, my God. You, you I would love, love it. it. But he talks about, he's like, when you first meet people, it's great. And he's like, you don't know that. His, his catchphrase is like, you don't know that he's crazy, deranged. But like, <laughs> in my notes, I honestly wrote going crazy girl, like in quotes. Yeah. Because like, we're given that label all yeah. the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a dis- it's dismissive and it's misogynistic usually. Right. Because it's, again, women got a lot of shit and we still keep it together. If That's a woman right. goes crazy... On a man, nine times out of ten, he brought it on himself. I'm just saying. Now, and you can suck it if you, you email me and be like, you hate men. Yeah, some of y'all need to be hated, motherfuckers. That's the truth. Travis was trash, probably, yeah. but he did not deserve to die. He did not deserve, die. right. But, right. Um, I mean. I'm glad they convicted her because he did not obviously. deserve to die 
even though he was jerking her and around. Listen, chick is making money off JodieArts.com. She's winning. If I was like, his family, I'd be pissed. They did like an American Idol, and like she won the American Idol in jail for singing. She was singing like a Holy Night or something. You know. Are you fucking kidding me? No. And okay. Then they did a little interview with her like recently because it's been ten years, and her response was, "If this was it's if this what." If this is what it's like to be hated, then keep hating. I've got so much love coming in my direction. I can't even respond to that. Haters gonna hate. So that was her response to this. Okay. Was haters gonna hate. So So, this bitch is crazy. She's a sociopath, obviously. You know, I want to do... Shout out to my show, guys. You should all be listening to my show, Don't Waste Your Pretty. And we want to do a show about... You know, say so, so your podcast again. Don't yeah. waste your pretty. Yes, you can find it everywhere. everywhere. Um, <laughs> we want to do a thing about why women are so intrigued by killers. Oh, like why? I mean, and this is like why are we? Why are we? Because so... they think they're going to be different. They think that they they believe that myth that a man just needs a good woman to turn his life around, and right. that's fucking bullshit. No, it is. There's yeah. nothing sexy about a man who kills women. There's nothing sexy about a man who kills anybody. Yeah. That motherfucker is his his dick is probably small. I'm probably. gonna just say it. I'm, I'm gonna just probably. say it. I, I said it. Compensating. Um. There's it's it's you know whenever I see that it actually hurts my heart as a woman yeah. because I'm like women are so desperate for affection that they look for it in all the wrong places. Like Jody. Jody was told no so many times. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. You don't know. I'm, I love you. I love you. Yeah. I mean. I Because women were taught, like, if you just love, that all a man, all a man needs is, is the love of a good woman. Right. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, he need to get himself together first. I mean, so I don't stab him 27 times. Like, that's the truth. Because that's the thing. And also, maybe it's an ego thing. But if a guy kept telling me no, my feelings would be hurt. But I go and find somebody who says yes. Well, she was finding people that says yes, but like yes. Travis was just like her golden And that's goose. what I mean. Sometimes it could be an ego thing because you're like, it has to be this guy. But it's like, is he trash or is he well, like worth a, it? Okay. So you're like hitting an aha moment for me because it is an ego thing for sure. Like yeah. when someone turns you down, yes. your ego is fucking bruised yeah. and you keep thinking about that person and you're like, yeah. wait a second, if I had done this, would it yeah. have been different? And that's what Jody did. And she just like went a little ticky, ticky, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh man, she making much. She ain't got no shame. <laughs> Damn, that's that's notorious. She's notorious. She doesn't give a shit. And like supposedly, like she's working all the people that work in the jail. Like she flirts with all the guys and like of course gets she what does. she wants. Wow, this bitch is notorious. Notorious. <laughs> wow. Thank I you for her. Thank you. I love the way you told that story. Like, <laughs> I hope I told it okay. No, One of my great. best friends was just hating on me last night. Being, was like, you tell stories terribly. So no. I was like so nervous about telling this story. But I hope it like sort of came across. And everyone, there's so much stuff online. Yes. You yes. should see the 48 hours, the Dateline. It's also good. I'm sure she was on Snapped. One of my favorite shows of all time. Live for Snapped. <laughs> like, but what's interesting about these like 48 hours and Datelines yeah. is they're on multiple times. Yeah. Like, so they they recorded her right after she was arrested with the Ninja story. So you can watch her do the Ninja oh story, God. and then they did another follow up where it was like the Ninja story was gone. Obviously, am I bleeding? No. Okay. No, no. And something else. Oh, maybe actually. Um, no, no. I got a. I have a terrible pimple. No, no, no. And I like, <laughs> no, no, and you I don't. squeezed it this morning, and then I scratched it on the way here, and I was bleeding, and then I just knew it was gonna happen again. Yeah. 
We all have had it, girl. It's all like good eating. But your skin is perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Guys. I go, I go through a lot of trouble to keep my skin up. Um, no, you have to, if you haven't seen Lavetta, like, she doesn't have one line. Uh, yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> you so... don't have, like, one imperfection on your face. Oh, It's so really sweet. bananas. What do you do? Uh, Korean facial mask. Yeah, I live Those things really, really, but you really have to be, your skincare regimen really has to be on On point. point. Like you have to, don't ever sleep in your makeup, always take it off. Even if you don't always wash your face, always use like, you know, um, Cetaphil or something like to take it off. Um, You know, but those masks really help. Those masks are great because you can like just put them on there and relax, close your eyes, meditate. And then like, and you know, it really works if you put them in the, uh, the fridge. fridge. That's my you know. jam too. Or- Dr. Jarts is my favorite. Shout out Dr. Jarts. Okay, so yeah. check out Dr. Jarts. What are you talking about? Your skin's gorgeous. You um, just have a pimple. Everybody gets pimples. Pimple, yeah. Like. I know, but I'm 34. I think it's time for these. No, I didn't start stop. having acne until I graduated from college. Really? Yeah. I didn't have like the teenage. I had like a few. Yeah. I did not have the teenage See, pimple I'm such stuff. a little bitch about skin and like I'm constantly doing stuff. I think if I was Jody in jail, like that would be my biggest problem. That would be no my biggest problem. No nope. moisturizer. Nope. Well, I mean, she's selling art, so she might be able to because <laughs> it's on her books. That's the truth. Jody that bitch is living the life. She is. <laughs> I would assume she has a lover in there. Like, I would oh, assume yeah. she's fucking guard. She's got a girlfriend. She's probably got a couple girlfriends. She's doing her art. She's winning American Idol jail She's edition. living the life on our dime, That's by the true. way. Like, like on $90,000 a year yeah. we're paying for her. Anyway, thank you for that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Live, I live for her. There's also a great Lifetime movie. Oh, what is it called? Do you remember? Like the Jodi Arias story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, my notorious woman is not as uh, interesting, I think. Well, oh I don't want to say interesting, please. but like, She's like not a killer. scandalous. No. Yeah. Um, but my notorious woman is uh, actually, it harkens back to the last time you were on the show and you did Meghan Markle. <gasps> Who is like my goddess? Right. Who like I my She's love for her right. has grown exponentially right? since we did that. She's totally doing it right, right? I'm obsessed with Meghan Markle. Yeah. She's my number one. I don't know her at all, but I'm very protective. Yeah. Like, don't talk shit about her. Right. No, no. I mean, why would she, she's like a lovely young well, lady, like yeah. who married a prince. Who married a prince who's like gonna have a little baby. Oh, I hope it's like baby princess Diana. Yeah. Oh. So cute. I know, right? That'd be too cute. I'm just completely obsessed. Well, you inspired me. Okay. So I'm doing another royal. <gasps> Camilla Parker Boyles. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited about okay. this. Now, I'm not as good with telling the story Yo, as you are. I wish so I'm going to read a little I bit more. I would have done Diana or no, something. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Camilla Rosemary Shan was born on July 17th, 1947. So another cancer. Yes. Yes. To uh, Major Bruce Shand, a British Army officer turned businessman, and Rosalind Cubitt Shand, a housewife. Now, she had, uh, she's the oldest of three. And so she has a younger sister, Annabelle, and a younger brother, Mark. Now, Bruce uh, Shand, uh, Major Bruce Shand, her father, has been described as being a shy man despite his high rank in the military. Now, during his time in the British Army, he fought in North Africa, France, and Egypt where he was captured by the Nazis Shit. and remained a prisoner of war until the end of 19, until the war's end in 1945. Wow. Yeah. What an amazing story. That's an amazing story. Yeah. 
Camilla's uh, mom was, um, oh, I got like something sticky. You got trust? this. This I don't know. You, you have something sticky now. To, uh, we won't say what that is, but uh, <laughs> it's probably something sweet. Uh, now, Camilla's mom, I think it was like a like some chocolate or something. Oh, not like um, come from your man last night? No, unfortunately, no. Yeah, none, okay. none of that is happening. Um, I'm not getting nearly as much action as Jody, in, who's in jail. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right? Jody's getting damn more shame. fucking I hate that witch. <laughs> now, Camilla's mom was the daughter of Roland Cubitt, a notable member of British aristocracy. According to Vanity Fair magazine, her mother came from money largely thanks to her great-grandfather who made his fortune helping build Mayfair, Pimlico, and Belgravia in London. Rosalind's mother, so Camilla's grandmother, Sonia Cubitt, also happened to be one of the daughters of, get this, Alice Keppel, King Edward VII's reported mistress. Mm-hmm. It's in I, the family. Yeah, I just love it that your mistress is high-bred. Like, you got it. I mean, wow. Yeah. After having children, Camilla's father decided to settle down after the war. I mean, he was captured by the Nazis. And so he entered the wine business. He eventually became partner at the Mayfair Wine Merchants Firm. In the early 1970s, he took on a new role as vice lord lieutenant of East Sussex, where his duties included looking after the royal family when they visited the, his assigned area. Sussex, which is, um, you know, Meghan Markle. Yes, she's the Duchess of Sussex. Sussex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me put some my British accent. I know. Uh, So this was a crucial role, and you know, because he already had an impressive military career, this meant that his family was welcomed by Britain's in crowd. So according to her, Camilla, her childhood was quote was perfect in every way. Her biographer Giles Branrath. Oh my God, these names. Giles Brindreth describes her background in childhood. Camilla is often described as having had an Eden Plighton sort of childhood. In fact, it was much grander than that, he said. Camilla, as a little girl, may have had some personality traits of George, the tomboy girl among the famous five, but Enid Plighton's children were essentially middle class, and the Shans, without question, belonged to the upper class. Mm. The Shans had position and they had help help in the house, help in the garden, help with the children. They were gentry end quote. Mm -hmm. So very posh. Mm -hmm. At the age of five, which is, this is weird. I don't know why upper class people do this, but at the age of five, she was sent to a school, Dumbrells, a co-educational school in Ditchling Village and left. And then five years later at 10, attended Queensgate School in Queensgate, South Kensington. Yeah. So I, my family, my dad's family is all European and British and my grandmother sent my dad off to boarding school at five as well. Five. They're little babies. I know. He used to call it the orphanage. Yeah. Because it's basically, it's an orphanage for rich people. Uh, It really is. Wow. That's so young. I know. It's terrible. It must be terrifying at that age. So scary. I know. know. It's really awful. Oh my God. But she had things to do. She, listen, she got parties to plan and, you know, and life to live. Um, her classmates at Queensgate knew her as Mil- Milla. Her fellow pupils oh, included. That's yeah, cute. I know that's that's a very British thing. Her um, her some of her classmates included the singer Twinkle, who described her as a girl of quote inner strength, excluding magnetism and confidence. Describing Camilla, one of the teachers at the school was the writer Penelope Fitzgerald, who taught French and remembered Camilla as quote a bright and lively girl. 
Camilla left uh, the school in 1964. At the age of 16, she traveled abroad to attend the Mon... Oh, God, I did not speak... Uh, Mon for... The Mon in Switzerland. After completing her course in Switzerland, she made her own decision and traveled to France to learn French and studied French literature at the University of London Institute in Paris for six months. Fabulous. Yeah. So in, in March of 1965, she became a debutante and she debuted in London, one of 311 that year. After moving from home, she shared a small flat in Kensington with her friend Jane Windham, uh, niece of decorator Nancy Lancaster. So she's moving. So I guess that's what happens once you come out. You move out of your parents' home, I guess, once you debut. I don't know. but I don't know how the debut 16, that's works. like really young. Young. Um, but it was a different time. Yeah. And, and women, that was the time to get married, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She later moved into a larger flat in Belgravia where she shared with her landlady, Lady Maura Campbell, the daughter of the Duke of Abercorn, and later with Virginia Carrington, daughter of the politician Lord Carrington, and her aunt by marriage. Uh, during this time, Camilla worked as a secretary for a variety of firms in the West End and was later employed as a receptionist by the decorating firm Sybil Colfax and John Fowler in Mayfair. In her spare time, she became a passionate horse rider, oh. only rich people can do this, mm -hmm. and frequently attended equestrian activities. Ooh. She also loved fishing, horticulture, and painting, which eventually led her to her private tutoring with an artist, although most of her work, she said, quote, ended up in the bin, end quote. And the late 60s, so we're getting into the late 60s, so she's born in 47. She's in her 20s. Yeah, so um, early 20s. Camilla met Andrew Parker Boyles, then a guards officer and a lieutenant in the Blues and Royals through his younger brother, Simon Baker, who worked for her father's Simon wine. Simon Baker? Simon like... Baker Boyles. Oh, because yeah. isn't there a, a designer um, named Simon Baker? No, there's a there's an actor. Oh. Um, oh, actually, Simon Parker Bowles. I'm sorry. They love his Parker Bowles stuff. I don't know. Maybe the mother, maybe their mother's maiden name is Parker. Sometimes they do that. Uh, who worked for her father's wine firm in Mayfair. The couple courted on and off for some years, but broke up, but broke up finally in 1970 when Andrew, her beau, began courting Princess Anne. Oh. Yes. Because he's like, I'm on the come up, bitches. <laughs> They were both Basically, on the come yeah. up. In the midnight in mid nineteen seventy one, Camilla met Prince Charles. So this is after her and Andrew dated on and off. And reportedly, her father was furious with Andrew. He was like, "You jerking my daughter around?" This is another with the once we get into Charles, like this could have gone the Jody Arias. Yeah, way. it could have. It could have. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is why you kind of this is why you had fathers around to be like, "Don't be jerking my daughter around," right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. So, um, yeah, reportedly her father was furious with Andrew. So then he finally broke up with her in, in 70 uh, and because he was courting Princess Anne. Now, in mid-1971, so let's say maybe a year later, she met, Camilla met Prince Charles, Princess Anne's brother. Though they both belonged to the same social circle and uh, uh, social circles and occasionally attended the same events, they had not formally met. Giles Breadrath has written that the couple did not meet at a polo match as it, as has been commonly believed. Instead, they were formally introduced to each other at an event by Lucia Santa Cruz, a mutual friend. 
They became they became close friends and eventually began seeing one another. Like Charles was like a man about town. Yeah, and you when know? he was younger, he's actually quite handsome. When he was younger, it and was then okay. something hit him, and I don't know what happened. I think it's all the inbreeding. You yeah. know, that's why it's good that Meghan Markle's coming. Yes, in. So, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really Less good. Inbreeding. Yes, exactly. Because they, you know, kings back in the day, they were like disfigured. Yeah, because of all the inbreeding. Even with the Egyptian royal family, that's why uh, Tutankhamun could barely walk. So. Ooh. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. It's all the inbreeding. They became so they they started dating. Um, when they became a couple, they regularly met at polo matches. Oh my god, this is so shishi. Uh, this where whole Charles, thing is shishi. Yeah, where Charles often played polo. They also became part of a set at Annabelle's and Berkeley Square. As the relationship grew more serious, Charles met Camilla's family in Plumpton, and he introduced her to some members of his family. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it got serious. They were like a serious couple. Yeah. The relationship was put on hold, however, after Charles traveled overseas to join the Royal Navy in early 1973, Mm -hmm. and it ended abruptly thereafter. So about two years, maybe two and a half years. There have been different statements on why the couple's relationship ended in 1973. Robert Lacey wrote in his 2008 book um, that Charles had met Camilla too early and that he had not asked her to wait for him when he went overseas for military duties. Charles is like, I need to get my freak on. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sarah Bradford wrote in her 2007 book, Diana, that a member of the close circle of his great uncle, Lord Montbatten, claim Montbatten arranged for Charles to be taken overseas to end the relationship with Camilla to make way for his engagement between his granddaughter, Amanda Natchbull, and Charles. Yo, they're crazy. Yeah. Some sources suggest the queen mother did not approve of the marriage because she wanted Charles to marry one of the Spencer family granddaughters of her close friend, Lady Fermoy. Other sources also suggest Camilla did not want to marry Charles, but instead wanted to marry Andrew Parker Bowles since she had an honor. So she, so some people say that she was still stuck on Andrew. Um, and that, and also Charles said that he, he would not marry until he was at least 30. Mm. So she didn't want to wait. Also, he had to marry at Virgin. Like that was I a mean, that's really, what I thought, really right. big deal. So whatever it was, no one really quite knows. Overall, the majority of royal biographers have agreed that even if Charles and Camilla wanted to marry or did try for approval to get married, it would have been declined because according to Charles's cousin and godmother, Patricia Mountbatten, palace courtiers at the time found Camilla unsuitable as a wife for the future king. Mm-hmm. In 2005, she stated, quote, with hindsight, you can say that Charles should have married Camilla when he first had the chance. They were ideally suited. We know that now but it just wasn't possible. Uh, it wouldn't have been possible not then, end quote. Whatever the reason for their split, Charles and Camilla reconciled, uh, the Camilla reconciled with Andrew. So who I guess, I don't know, maybe he had been turned over by Princess Anne or something. Uh, so she ended up reconciling with her old beau, Andrew, who she had met before Charles. Um, and that's the Parker Bowles. Th- yeah, that's the Andrew Parker Bowles guy. Um, and the couple announced their engagement in the Times in 1973. Oh, So basically, wow. Charles left. And then and she was like, bye. Yeah, or heartbroken or whatever. Right. Yeah, and so got back with Andrew Parker Bowles, who she probably dated about two years, right? right? Um, so they, and they married quickly. Um, on, like, that year, on July 4th, at a Roman Catholic ceremony at the Gars Chapel. 
Camilla was 26 years old and Parker Bowles was 33. Mm. Their wedding was considered the society wedding of the year with oh. 800 guests in attendance. Wow. Royal guests present at the ceremony and reception included Princess Anne. So there's that thing was about- Was there? Uh, no. But remember when uh, Megan got married? And like, and Harry had Harry's two, of his, was, yeah, two of his yeah, exes yeah. there. So I guess it's a royal thing. Yo. This is so can weird. Can you imagine? It's so weird. Wait, I wonder, if, well, we'll get to Diana, because I wonder if yeah. Camilla was at the wedding. The Diana oh, I don't know. Charles oh, probably wedding. was. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So um, Princess Anne, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, and Princess Margaret were all at the wedding of Camilla Parker Bowles to Andrew Parker Bowles. When Charles heard of the engagement of Camilla and Andrew in 1973, he wrote Lord Mountbatten, quote, I suppose the feeling of emptiness will pass eventually, end quote. Boy, did it not pass. Nevertheless, they remained friends. After their wedding, Camilla and Andrew settled into matrimony and the two had uh, Tom, their son born in 1974, who is the godson of Prince Charles. And oh, Laura- this shit is crazy. crazy yeah, right? so yes. And then they had a daughter born in 1978. So I wonder, could Tom be Charles's kid? Yo, maybe. It's know. possible because I, I don't know. think Harry is Charles's kid. I mean, yeah, right? that's, I mean, mm. so in 1979. Yo, the Royals have so much drama. So it's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. So great. So great. Yeah. In 1979, Lord Mountbatten was assassinated by the RRA. Charles was grief stricken and relied heavily on Camilla for solace. Mm. So Camilla gets married in 1973. So this is six years later, okay? During this period, rumors began circulating among family, friends, and neighbors that they had rekindled their intimate relationship. Again, this is 1979. A source close to Camilla confirmed that by 1980, they had indeed rekindled as lovers. However, other sources assert it occurred earlier. Reportedly, Parker Bowles gave consent. Andrew, her husband, gave consent to the relationship during their marriage. Are you serious? <laughs> Cuckolding? No, because he was also seeing other women in his marriage. But when did Diana come marriage. around? 80? Yeah. In 1981, oh. Charles married Lady Diana Spencer and apparently continued to see Camilla. Right. And like they had only met a few times before yep. getting married. Right. And she was 19. She's 19. Yeah. And he was what, in his 30s? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like a little creepy. Yeah. And she was a virgin and being yeah. a virgin was like a really she important She was thing. more appropriate. Right. As the courtiers would think. Right. To be. And you know what else is creepy? Like he knew her as a kid. Like. I know. Isn't that. I always think that's weird. Like it's just like, like with Michael B. Jordan, I know it's not the same thing, but he was on the show The Wire when he was like 15 or 16. And so, like, he's really sexy now, but every time I saw a picture of him a couple years ago and he was, like, licking his tongue out, and I was like, oh, my God, he's so sexy. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so dirty. Like, because well, you still, still remember 15, him, like... His body. But you remember him at 15. I still see his... Because I watched The Wire the first season again recently. I haven't done The Wire. He has the same face. Yeah. He has the same exact face, except he's 15. He didn't have that body, but he's 15. That like, body. So imagine knowing... I was even into the Wakanda scars. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. really into that. But it's yeah. just weird. It's like, creepy. if you knew him when he was 10 or 12 or... Yeah, it would be weird if, like, I knew a 15-year-old now and then in 10 years be, like, got Yeah. Married. That would be weird. Like, it'd be... I'd be weirded out by it. But and, like, not... Okay. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was just going to say, like, everyone hated Camilla so yes. much during this time. But Camilla was there first. 
first? Yes, she was. So, she hit it first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So Charles married Diana in 1981. Uh, now, he was apparently still seeing Camilla. In fact, their affair became the fact the fact that he was still seeing Camilla before he met Diana and after he and Diana got married uh, became public knowledge in the press a decade later. So in 91, 92, with the publication of Diana, Her True Story in 1992, followed by the Camilla Gate scandal in 1993. Oh, that was the tampon thing? No. Where an intimate telephone, telephone yes, conversations between... Oh, what do you mean? Like... It, the conversations became public, and in it, he says he wants to be her tampon. Oh, yes. Ew. Ew. Which is ew, so ew, weird ew, to say. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yes. So Camilla Gate was their intimate telephone conversations between Charles and Camilla were secretly recorded, and the transcripts were published in the tabloids, including, I guess, that he wanted to be her tampon. Ew. That's so gross. The book, uh, the book and tape instantly damaged Charles's reputation. Meanwhile, the press vilified Camilla. Yeah, everyone and, was hating yeah. on her. And that, because we love Princess Diana. Oh, Diana was like, we loved her. Everything. We loved her. Yeah. And we still do. Yeah, we still In 1994, do. Charles finally spoke about his relationship with Camilla in a televised interview with Jonathan Dimbleby. He told Jonathan in the interview, quote, Mrs. Parker Boyles is a great friend of mine, mm. a friend for a very long time. She will continue to be a friend for a long time. My bad. End quote. The See, she could have gone crazy. This is what I'm saying about she could right. have gone Jody Arias yep. because, like, she was probably at that fucking wedding. She was in love with him. They were like still fucking. Probably they were well suited, perfect together. And then he's marrying some 19 year old. Like, I would lose. I would my lose mind. my shit. Yeah, I would lose my shit. Yeah, yeah, because that's her man in a sense. And then everyone is obsessed with yeah. her. Yeah, but I have to say. What does Ed, her husband think, Andrew Parker Boyles? Because he might be like, bitch, you and I were together first. Andrew was like, you know, it's true. Yeah. But you never know who who's the love of her life. I mean, maybe it's Charles, maybe it's Andrew. Who I knows? I think it's definitely Charles. Because it sounds like Andrew was Charles. jerking her around a little bit. Well, look and at so, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> so uh, that same year, he admitted in his own biography, written by Dimble, Dimbleby, that the relationship between him and Camilla rekindled after his marriage had irretrievably broken down My in 1986 so hard there's uh -huh. no, no way they totally rekindled following this so basically she met andrew andrew's kind of jerking her around uh, and went off with princess anne charles's sister then she met charles they started uh having an affair she probably thought okay i finally found my guy but because of social norms or whatever they can't get married so then he goes off so she's heartbroken she's like let me go back to this other guy andrew who's probably like i'm sorry dear i'm sorry because Princess Anne probably threw him over because maybe he was an appropriate husband, this right? This is creepy, honestly. And it's very creepy. Yeah. So then she's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just marry Andrew because I knew him before. Because remember when she met Andrew, she was 22, right. right? So, yeah, or like around 22, 23. So then in the meantime, Charles comes back, who she probably loved anyway. So they're having, they're fooling around. And then he gets married to Diana. And then, yeah, all this crazy stuff. So, okay. So, uh, a joint statement. Oh, so... There's uh, so much drama at this time in the I, royal family. Yeah. Like, we haven't really seen drama like that in a long time. And I think that. that's why the queen is so happy. And also, I think that's why they're letting, like, them marry who they want. Because if they had just let well, Camilla and Charles marry, 
all of her, her all of uh, Queen Elizabeth's children were basically divorced. I think yeah. one of them didn't. So that was like a really, really yeah. big deal at the time. You know, royals were yeah, not yeah. divorcing. We're not divorcing. So yeah. It was very embarrassing for her. Very embarrassing. So uh, in January 1995, after 21 years of marriage, Camilla and her husband decided to divorce. Ooh. A joint statement was released by their lawyers on uh, stating that their uh, divorce was amicable and claiming it was due to different interests, which eventually led to separate lives. By all accounts, they were leading separate lives before because different she was interests, still meaning like boinking. a different man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the divorce was finalized in March of 1995. Uh, and a year later, Andrew, her ex, married another woman. So okay. there you go. Um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles divorce was finalized in 1996 Hmm. and in 97 princess diana was killed unfortunately in a tragic car accident now following the two couples divorces so camilla divorces in 95 charles divorces in 96 diana dies in 97 because we all love we hated Camilla and we loved Diana. And then once Diana died, she was made into this yeah. like. And yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, you know, and keep in mind, Prince William and Harry are around, like, you know, so. I can't imagine how hard that was. Oh, I can't even yeah. imagine. Following the two couples' divorces, Prince Charles declared his relationship with Camilla was, quote, non negotiable. Charles was aware that the relationship was receiving a lot of negative publicity. So they decided to get together after Diana passes, pretty much. Um, it says after their divorces, but I feel like in my memory, it was after Diana passed and then we sort of mourned. And so people were like, okay, all right. Yeah, but I think people were still pissed. They were pissed, but we just sort of like. Because we were, I mean, Diana was our Diana was everything. But Diana was dating, uh, the guy she was, yeah, that she was in the car with. So, so Charles is like, their relationship is getting negative publicity. So he hired Mark Boland, whom he had employed in 1997, no, 1995 to refurbish his own image to enhance Camilla's public profile. Camilla occasionally became Charles's unofficial companion at events. And in 1995, in 1999, the couple made their first public appearance together at the Ritz Hotel in London. So this is two years after Diana's death. The queen must have been pissed. Well, it says, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Where, um, so they attended a birthday party. About 200 photographers and reporters from around the world were there to take pictures and witness it all. In 2000, Camilla accompanied Charles to Scotland for a number of official engagements. So they were a couple, an official couple by this time. And in 2001, she became president, Camilla became president of the National Osteoporosis Society. Her mother had died of osteoporosis, which first introduced her to the public. She later met the queen for the first time since the relationship was made public at the 60th birthday party of the former king of Greece. This meeting was seen as an apparent seal of approval by the queen on Charles and Camilla's relationship. See, I've heard some things, you know, because the queen is gangster. Yes. You know, she yes. will first, they call the family the firm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Oh, that. I didn't know that. They called it the firm and she's like really, really serious. Right. So I read somewhere that when he was saying, I'm going to be with Camilla the day they were going to, the day before they were going to get married, he, she sent like hookers to his room basically. The queen oh, did. Oh, shoot. Well, because by some accounts, Charles was still seeing other women. Oh, he was? Yeah, while Charles he was seeing Camilla. Charles is a Camilla. dirty dog. Yeah, all these men are. And yeah. apparently the women are too. Um, so like that whole thing of them having a love affair, da, 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 he was apparently seeing other women as well, which came out in a lot of Diana's. Because remember, and 
we are fans of Diana. But Diana was 19. She was right in the middle of all this bullshit. She thought she was falling in love. I know. She wasn't. Um, and, and how sad that is. Like, he was she in was, love with Camilla with she her, was when they furious. got married. And Princess yeah. Diana has reportedly said that there were always three people in her marriage. So right. she didn't have a chance. She didn't she have didn't. a chance. And she didn't know because she was 19. And you shouldn't be getting married at 19 to, like, uh, I think Charles was in his 30s. Yeah, so, that's creepy yeah. as fuck. Like, should be, yeah. if, if I had a friend who is my age getting married to a 19 year old, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What is, yeah. Yeah. Who dropped you on your head? That is gross. Yeah. Um, so now, and also keep in mind that the print, the queen, cause that's what the movie, the queen is about. Didn't realize how powerful Diana was after the divorce. Diana became the public's like darling, even opposed to the queen. She was the people's princess. She was the people's princess. And, and that's so, why I love Megan, because I feel like she's the people's yes, princess. Yes. Yeah. To bring it Without back. all the drama, hopefully. hopefully. Um so but I also think the Queen has learned from that experience with Diana. For sure. Whatever she and I also love that like whatever differences she had with her for the sake of her grandsons, you know, who love, who adore their mother. And I think the Queen has said that Diana was more hands-on mother. Like, she was you know, the first one. Yeah, and I remember those pictures of her like cuddling with them in public right. and, and royals did not do that before Diana. Well, the so. fact that she breastfed, which is yep. like a huge know, thing because right? they usually had uh, wet nurses. Yeah. Like I'm sure Charles was yeah, a wet was nurse. Yeah, was a wet nurse, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think maybe perhaps the queen had learned it. And then you kind of soften because you feel like, well, Charles has been through a lot at this point. For sure. And, and I've heard behind the scenes that William and Harry approved of Camilla. Well, imagine also like you're 50 years old. Like Charles is like 50 at this time. Yeah. And like you still have to get mom's approval. Yeah. Like he was probably just like, this is the, the check. But I, I had heard that the this the William and Harry, their approval also softened the queen because hmm. they said they wanted their dad to be happy. That's nice. Which I think is beautiful because they could have turned on their dad because he essentially made their mother's lives miserable. But I, I think that's really great. And children had that ability to be like, we just want you to be happy, Dad. And I think a lot of people say that that also softened the queen. Mm. So um, so basically, she Camilla's in there. <laughs> She's in like Flint. <laughs> Is it in like Flint? Yeah, in like Flint. Flint? I think it's Flint. I think it might be the Flint? double. I'm not sure. I don't know. But it's, poor, it's my a, heart goes out for Camilla, P.S. Yeah. Like, she has really been through it. And by all accounts, Camilla is very, very sweet. Supposedly, she's a good time. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, she's like, very, she's very sweet. She's a fun sweet. time gal. Like, she'll, like, not get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Like, yeah. she's, like, very sweet. And she's not... Um, it's because we love Diana so much that we're like, this bitch. And you we know. love those boys. Yeah, and so we love, much. right, yeah. right. So, and we see her as a home wrecker. That's right. Um, so, but Even she's like. This was fucking his fault. This was Charles's oh, fault. Oh, it's always, it's always Charles's fault. Always. Always the man's fault. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. <laughs> in this case, and also in her mind, she's like, I was there first, bitches. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Years. I didn't realize that they yeah. were together in the early 70s. They actually had a relationship. I didn't And not that. just like knocking boots, like a relationship publicly. Mm-hmm. And then, oh. yeah. Okay. So, um, so now in 2005, uh, so she moved into Clarence House, which is their uh, official residence. Uh, in February 2005, um, they announced their engagement. Clarence House announced their engage- engagement. Um, polls conducted in the UK showed overall support for the marriage. As the future Supreme Governor of the Church of England, the prospect of Charles marrying a divorcee was seen as controversial. Mm-hmm. But with the consent of the Queen, the government, and the Church of England, the couple were able to wed, which um, they were given. This shit's everyday sex- sexism, though, because he's motherfucking divorced. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, well, I mean, Henry killed all his wives, so, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, so they finally got married, but then the, I don't even want to go into all this, like, royal, because royals have very specific protocols that they have to follow in order to do certain things. But because of that, uh, at their wedding, it was going to be on one day, but then something else was happening that day, so then it had to be a smaller affair. But at their uh, official nuptials, Neither Charles's parents nor Camilla's father, who was still alive, attended the marriage ceremony on what? April 5th, 2005. Instead, Camilla's son and Charles's son, Prince William, acted as witnesses to the union. I think that's one of the reasons they couldn't get, everyone couldn't get come there because if it was something else going on in the area. I also think, honestly, they wanted to keep it as low. Um, I think the queen wasn't down. Oh no, she probably was like, cause I Cause think- she sent the hookers to the room mm-hmm. the day they, they well, there yeah. you go. Well, I mean, and the fact that she wasn't there being like, I got other things to do. Like, this is your son. He's the prince. He's going to be king one day. Like, come on. I think she begrudgingly accepted Camilla. I, I think, think after so a too. while, she was just like, all right. The, right. My grandsons are like, and I can only imagine, because grandparents are suckers for their grandchildren. Grandma, dad, let dad be happy. I right? Just, I, and there, and she's like, all right. <laughs> She's a grandma what after she's all. Like, though. I mean, yeah. she's, a, she's tough. Yeah, I mean, I read, uh, I'm reading or I finished Michelle Obama's book. Oh, I'm in the middle of and, it. And uh, she, have you gotten to the point where she talks? Okay, I won't spoil it for you. You guys should definitely get Michelle Obama's book. But she talks about the queen and, like, yeah. So, but I think what happened is that, again, Was the, the grandson. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the, the grandsons are the ones that broke grandma down. They were like, Grandma, Dad, let Dad be happy. Mom's gone. Like, let Dad be happy. That's my American way of saying it. So, um, but her son and and Prince William were there to witness the union. Uh, the queen of Duke, the queen and Duke of Edinburgh did, did attend the service of blessing. So, you know, afterwards the reception was held at the queen, uh, by the queen for the newlyweds. Oh, okay. Yeah. At Windsor Castle. Performers included a whole bunch of people, fancy people. Anybody good? Mm, no. Okay. It's like St. George's Chapel Choir, oh, that kind okay. of thing. After becoming Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla automatically acquired a rank as the second highest woman in the United Kingdom order of precedence after the queen. And as typically fifth or sixth in the orders of precedence of other realms following the queen, the relevant viceroy, the Duke of Edinburgh and the Prince of Wales, it was revealed that the queen altered the royal order of precedence for private occasions, placing Camilla fourth after the queen, the princess royal, and the princess Alexandra. LOL. See, the queen is really hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, you have to know your place. You have to know your place. Which, you know, she got her man, so I'd be happy. Within two years of the marriage, the queen extended Camilla visible tokens of membership in the royal family. So by 2007, she lent the duchess uh, tiara, previously belonging to the queen mother, Mm. and granted her the badge of the royal family order of Queen Elizabeth II. So she's softening. After 40 years. After 40 years, yes. Yes. After their wedding, Clarence House became the official residence uh, of the Duchess and the Prince of Wales. The couple also stayed at uh, Burke Hall for holiday events and Highgrove House, da 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 In 2008, they took up residence. So all those fancy houses. I I just wish somebody would give me a couple houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And now the Duchess of Cornwall, so she has a bunch of ladies in waitings now. So basically, the royal's job is to, to officiate. That's what they get paid for, essentially, even though they get paid a lot, a lot of money to do this. And, you know, but that's what their job. They actually do have a job. I didn't realize that until recently. Now, their schedules are crazy. Their schedules are crazy. So they so in addition to doing all of her royal duties, 
After visiting, a, uh, after visiting nine rape crisis centers in 2009 and hearing accounts from survivors, Camilla began raising awareness and advocating ways to help victims of rape and sexual wow. abuse to overcome and move past their trauma. She often speaks to victims at uh, rape crisis centers in Croydon, including Croydon, and visits other uh, centers, um, along with people like the mayor of London, Boris Johnson, in 2010. She opened a center in Ealing, West London, for rape victims. Wow. This, the center later expanded to other areas, including Hillingdon, Fulham, Hounslow, and Hammersmith. She's doing the good work. Yeah. In 2013, she held a meeting at Clarence House, which brought together rape victims and rape support groups. Um, I'm surprised the queen like was allowing her to do work like that because it is a little. I think I think Diana's passing and coming. Have you ever seen the movie The Queen? It's really good. No. And basically, it talks about that how like Diana's like overall like popularity really took her by surprise. Sure. And but like Diana was, I mean, she was holding AIDS babies and exactly. like people were freaking out because back then people thought you could get AIDS just right. by touching people. Right. And I also think Diana's legacy is that the Royals started trying to do something, be more actually active and helping people trying to make a difference socially. Right. Like, yeah, uh, that's why we love Diana. May she rest in peace. Mm -hmm. um, now, so she so she's doing all this stuff for rape victims. And um, this is so great, right? Unbelievable. It's in March of 2016, during a tour to the Western Balkans with her husband, she visited uh, UNICEF programs in Montenegro. And while there, she discussed sexual ch child sexual abuse and was shown exclusively a preview of a new app designed to protect children from online sexual abuse. Mm. Uh, she's also an avid reader since uh, childhood. Um, and so she's a big advocate for literacy. She's the patron of the National Literacy Trust and other literacy charities. She often visits schools, libraries, and children organizations to read to young children. Uh, now, she has been portrayed in many, uh, several TV and film projects, including Charles and Camilla from 2005, where she was played by Olivia Poulet, in a documentary from that same year called Camilla, uh, semicolon, the uncrowned queen. And most recently in one of my, oh, most recently in the Netflix hit show, The Crown, where she is played by Emerald Fennell. Now, a fictionalized comedic version of her is in one of my new favorite shows that's also on Netflix called The Windsors. Oh my God, I haven't seen that. Oh my God. So basically. I have, have to see it. It is so funny. Charles is like, He's like like a bumbling idiot, and Camilla's like a conniving, like power hungry yes. woman, and like uh, Meghan Markle shows up. She's like yes. a valley girl, and she's like, you know, my show suits, my oh show suits, my show suits, you know. And it's just, it's a really really fun ride, and the woman who plays Camilla is so great. Like she's so great, and so that is Camilla Parker Boyle's uh, Duchess of Windsor. Duchess of Windsor. You know, I'm really excited because I, I actually don't watch The Crown, but I like that what they're doing. It's like every season is a 10 years. So. Oh, I didn't really, I haven't, I started watching and I was like, I've seen, I've seen, I'm an Anglophile, so I've seen so many. Right, but it's going to be interesting once movies. we get to the Diana, yes. Camilla stuff. Like that's, that's when I'll start really watching it. Interesting. Yeah, but who knew? Because I wanted to do her. Because we don't know anything about Camilla. She's great. We just think of her as a homewrecker. Which is not fair. 
It's not fair. It's no. not fair. And yeah. so, but she is notorious because, you know, she caused so much harm, uh, hurt to our lady, Diana, the one we adored. But she also had a lot of hurt of her own. Imagine the I guy can't. you fell in love with is getting married to some 19-year-old, like you said. And it's all over the place. Like, yeah. everyone watched that <gasps> wedding, you know? So that was, like, huge. And every, like, we were talking about everyone worshipped Diana. Yeah. And they hated her. Yeah. I can't imagine what it was like around London. Yeah. Everywhere she went, I bet people were nasty and i'm glad those social norms have been uh struck down and i think that's why the queen has learned because people are like "Ooh, megan markle first of all megan markle is gorgeous and has a lot to offer but she is a biracial black woman divorcee from from america not 19 and um for for them to be like you know even even kate who i adore Kate is a commoner, you know, right. she, and like you said, it's good to get some new blood in there. So that's <laughs> the truth. That breeding. Yeah, that's the truth. But like, you know, none of these women are like, you know, working at Walmart. They're all like highly accomplished women and like from good families and, you know, and so maybe the queen learned something from that whole, because if she had just let Charles marry Camilla, like none of that mess would have happened, but then she wouldn't have had her grandkids and, you know, so, but. And that's why I wanted to do her because we don't know anything about Camilla. Yeah, Camilla's interesting. I just, I feel like she's a fun time girl. Right, yeah. Like, I feel like you could get drunk with her. Yeah. And, like, she would be fun and silly and... And her and Charles, by all accounts, have always been well-matched. You know, because he and Diana were not well-matched. She was 19. Right. Like... I mean, that's amazing. They've been together for, really, forever. Yeah, but now they can be together in public, which... I mean, if I were his kids, I would be like, yeah, dad, just, just do it. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, you know, and, but, but, but I remember when that happened, I remember hearing that and I was like, oh, like, that's why it's good to have a good relationship with your kids because, and I think he said, because they approved, that's why he was like, no, this is going to happen. And so the queen sort of had to be like, oh, again, right. I just feel bad that it took him till his like fifties or sixties to like really get what he wants yeah. because of this social yeah. thing social yeah so well thank you so much oh Rebecca, for thank joining us so again fun. tell us where uh our listeners where they can find your podcast my podcast is called don't waste your pretty you can find it anywhere you get your podcast check us out on instagram and twitter and all that jazz and we have some interesting conversations. Lavetta's been on a couple times. Yes. We did a notorious woman thing with yes. her a few months ago. And I'm ago. subscribed and I download and I listen every week. Do you? Oh. That's right, guys. Yeah. Download and subscribe. And hit five stars. Yes. <laughs> and write a review. Exactly. <laughs> and also the same with us, guys, is gonna wrap it up for us. Notorious WM Pod on Twitter and Facebook, notorious WMPod at gmail.com. Our Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash notorious women and our instagram is notorious women podcast so rate review download subscribe and send us some money give me that money honey and five stars always five stars obviously all right guys see you next week bye